many have requested to hear Jennifer play this harp. I know there's been a number of folks that have come to the church and haven't been able to hear. And so we wanted to do one more before the message this morning and that she's going to play on the harp for us. Um, <clears throat> isn't the harp a beautiful instrument? Um, sometimes we say that Jennifer knows how to pull a few strings <laughs> around our house and, uh, or that she's always harping around somewhere doing all these crazy jokes, but it is a beautiful instrument. And isn't it neat how you can praise the Lord and whatever talents and abilities that God gives you, use them. Amen. Use them for the glory of God. She's going to play a song for us for the message. And all the Lord's people said, 
Amen. Proverbs chapter 20, if you'll turn there please, Proverbs chapter 20, we'll dismiss all the children for Children's Church up through age 8, up through age 8, if you'd like to go to Children's Church, you're welcome to stay with your family. Thank you, choir and Michaels and Bible Truth Kids, the Halls, Jennifer, what a wonderful musical program today, amen, worshiping the Lord and lifting our hearts in worship and praise, seeking to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 6, Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 6, it's good to hear those pages turning, amen. Appreciate you being here, appreciate you having a Bible with you. Let's pray together. Our Father, we truly thank you for the Sunday school hour. We thank you for these minutes that come and go so quickly. We thank you, God, for the challenge that these songs have been to our heart to put the Lord Jesus Christ first place and make it a reality in our lives. God, I do pray, I don't know if there was one person here, Lord, that is not truly saved. May the Holy Spirit draw them to Jesus today. And God, may the Holy Spirit truly touch all of our hearts, from the youngest to the oldest, and make us more like Christ. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you found the 20th chapter of Proverbs, I'd like to call your attention to verse 6, please. And especially the latter half of that verse. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 6 says, Most men will proclaim every one his own goodness. Now the truth is, whether we want to admit it or not, we usually have no problem with that, do we? Tell, reminding everybody about all our good points. But it's the last, second half of that verse that I call your attention to that says, But a faithful man, and I might add a faithful woman, or young person or child, who can find? Now when you first read that, and maybe rightfully so, it's uh, almost like a uh, cry of despondency. It's like Solomon is asking the question. Like, <laughs> we all have no problem exalting ourselves and praising ourselves and pointing out all of our uh, accomplishments and so forth, but a faithful person, who can find? And perhaps he was crying out in despondency, saying, uh, expressing how rare perhaps it is to find one who's really faithful, who's truly dedicated and committed, especially when it comes to the cause of Christ. Now, people can be dedicated to their business. They can be dedicated to their family. They can be faithful to politics or whatever. But, of course, Solomon, we believe, has to, uh, is thinking about relationship with God and the things of God and the program of God. And perhaps he is crying out in despondency and saying, who, who can, in these days in which we're living, who can find a man or a woman that's truly faithful and sold out and dedicated and committed? But, you know, we can turn that cry of despondency into a declaration of praise. And by the grace of God, we can say, hey, we all know of a man or a woman, and we all know someone, and perhaps it's you by the grace of God, who by the grace of God is faithful and committed. It's interesting, and I believe this is the expression of the verse, that truly, sometimes it is a rare thing 
to find someone who's truly faithful to God and the things of God. Amen? And that word rare means something, a, a quality, a rarity is a quality or a state of being rare. means it's uncommon, a distinct quality. And so if we are fortunate enough to find a child of God who's truly saved and truly faithful and dedicated and committed to the things of God, then it ought to motivate our hearts to be lifted up in praise and worship to God. Amen. For if there's an ounce of faithfulness in your heart and my heart today to God, it's only by His grace and mercy. Amen. It's only by His grace and mercy if there's any faithfulness. And so it is to be commended all through the Scriptures, the Lord Jesus Christ and the Gospels, and all through the Epistles. There are so many Scriptures we could turn to. Were faithfulness. Our words like commitment and dedication and submission and surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ and the things of God is so commended. And so if you find a faithful child of God, then in this day in which we're living, that's rare. And we need to lift our hearts in praise to God. And it's to be commended. And may our hearts be challenged because one day we will see Jesus. And may we be found faithful. Amen. And as we've heard said and say so often, may he be able to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Not for our exaltation and glory, but as a testimony to what the grace of God and the mercy of God can accomplish in our hearts and lives. Amen. But now I want you to turn with me to another verse in Proverbs. Just turn over a page, perhaps in your Bible, to, or a page or two to chapter 25. And we find another verse concerning faithfulness. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse 13 Proverbs 25 and verse 13 says, As the cold of snow in the time of harvest, so is a faithful messenger to them that send him, for he refresheth the soul of his masters. Now, the first part of that verse is interesting, isn't it? As the cold of snow in the harvest. Now, notice it doesn't say cold, the snow in the harvest, because the truth is a snowstorm in the time of harvest is out of place, isn't it? Matter of fact, that would not be very convenient, amen? But notice the proverb says it's the cold or the coolness of the snow. Yesterday, I happened to go out. Man, we've had some hot afternoons, haven't we? And I went out just one corner of our gutter got stopped all them little helicopters you know what I'm talking about all got we had a heavy downpour and there were still some in the gutter and they all got clogged up in one corner and man the water was coming in on our little back porch and so yesterday I realized and I went up there or climbed up the ladder in the heat and, and I, man it was just just a little bit of work and man the sweat was rolling which is a good thing every now and then amen by the sweat of our brow and man, I mean to tell you, time I got down off that ladder, I mean, I was just pouring sweat. My shirt was soaking wet. And I opened the door and went in the house and... Whoosh, oh, man. The coolness of snow. And uh, we all can identify with that, can't we? 
What refreshment. It was better than a large glass of sweet iced tea with lemon in it. I'll have to be honest. We cannot, we all understand that. Now look at the verse. As the cold of snow in the time of harvest, so is a faithful messenger to them that send him, for he refresheth the soul of his master. Let me ask you a question. Is faithfulness refreshing to you, to your soul? How about the faithfulness of God? I thought of verses like 1 John 1, 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just (laughs) because He went to the cross and died for our sins. Amen. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, God promised that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you'll come to Jesus today and come to the foot of the cross and come with a repentant heart and put your faith and trust in Jesus, I can say on the authority of God's Word today, He will save your soul. Amen. And as a child of God, there's not a day goes by that in one way or another we don't need to come and confess our shortcomings. And isn't it refreshing to know that we have a God who keeps His promises? And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive our sins. I thought about 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19, where the apostle Peter said, We can commit the keeping of our soul to our heavenly Father as a faithful creator. Hebrews 2.17 reminds us that we have a faithful high priest and mediator with our heavenly Father. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 24 says, Faithful is he that calleth you who also will what? Do it. Amen. We passed out our annual teacher worker volunteer forms this morning. And we mentioned, Mark reminded us, there's some out on the Welcome Center. If you'd like to talk to some of us about being plugged into some of these ministries. If God calls you to work in a children's ministry, a choir, or whatever ministry it is, guess what? Faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it through you if you'll just give him a chance. Amen. Isn't that wonderful? Let me ask you a question. Is it refreshing to your soul to know that God is faithful? Amen. Huh? I've told you the story before about the man that came to church and and he hadn't been in church for a couple weeks, in and out. You know, just very unfaithful. Well, one morning he came to church, and and are you ever tempted to have a bad attitude towards somebody? Is there at least one person here that's tempted ever now? Okay, thank you. And here he comes up to me as the pastor, and he's got this great big bag of green beans. It's harvest time, and he comes up to me, and boy, I'm I'm excited. And he says, Pastor, would you pray for me this week? I said, sure. He said, I've got to go in the hospital and have surgery. And he said, would you pray that God would be faithful to me? You know what the first thought that came to my mind was? Now, you're going to throw a hymn book at me. I almost, every now and then you open your mouth and something pops out. I almost said, well, I tell you what. Why don't I pray that God will be as faithful to you this week that you've been to him? over the last few months. And just before I said it, I thought, no, he'll take those green beans back, so I better keep them. <laughs> Well, 
Maybe that needed to be said, but I wasn't sure I would say it in, with the right spirit of heart at that time. But you know, that's a good question to ask yourself, isn't it? Why aren't you glad God's... And the Bible tells us that God, even when we are unfaithful, God remains faithful. How about the Bible? Did you know several times the Apostle Paul and the writers of the Scripture in the books of Timothy and Titus often says, this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. You can trust it with all your heart. Amen. In the book of Revelation, chapters 22, verse 5 and 22, verse 16, the Bible says, hey, these are faithful and true sayings. And by the way, that's true of all the Word of God. Aren't you glad that the Word of God today is faithful, it's dependable, it's trustworthy? You can rest your soul on the promises of God's Word. Isn't that refreshing, folk? In a world where this ungodly world tells us there are no absolutes, everything changes, we have a true and living God that's faithful, and we have a, the Word of God, the truth of God that's faithful. You believe that? Can you say amen to that? Now let me ask you a question. Is it refreshing to meet a brother or sister in Christ who is faithful? How many times in the Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 18, 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 13, Romans chapter 15, verse 32, and on and on we could go, where Paul said, he or she or they refreshed my spirit. What in the world did they do? They were faithful. They were faithful perhaps in being used of God to meet some need that the apostle Paul had, or maybe helping him on his missionary journey. Or maybe he was saying, man, when I heard what they did in the church of Philippi or the church of Thessalonica, when I heard how they were praying, even though sometimes they were sick, they were sick nigh unto death, and yet they were concerned about me over here in prison for preaching the gospel. And when I was on my way and they came out to meet me and we had a little fellowship together, oh, how their faithfulness, their commitment, their dedication, oh, how it refreshed my spirit. There's not a one of us who've been involved in the ministry. And by the way, this is not just true in church. I find myself saying this and being reminded of this so often. And, and almost every week, you can go out and some of you are in, in super, or supervisors and places of leadership. And it's not just in the church, but everywhere in the world, the workplace, that one of the heaviest burdens and headaches today is finding faithful, committed, dedicated workers who will work under you. And I tell you, when you find one who's truly dedicated and committed, isn't it refreshing? It's truly like the cool of the snow in the heat and time of harvest. And I say to you today, and I could point out, we could say this about so many, I hope you realize how valuable, and sometimes how rare your faithfulness to the work of God and the things of God really is and how much it's needed. Amen. And may all of our hearts be challenged today because God is faithful. God's Word is faithful. And may we truly be found faithful. Amen. And one day not to work our way to heaven, not to keep ourselves saved. That's the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. He's the author and finisher of our faith. But oh, for the glory of Jesus Christ, 
through the valleys, through the mountains, through the storms, through the heartaches, God's grace is sufficient. Can you say amen to that? And may Jesus truly be able to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father today, we thank you for the faithfulness of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. As Paul said, I know whom I have believed in and am persuaded that he is able and we might add faithful to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. Lord, if there's one here today who has any question at all about their salvation, may they come to Jesus. Just come to the foot of the cross and trust Jesus. God, I thank you for the faithfulness of so many people here. And God, it is refreshing. And it's a testimony of what your grace and your mercy can do. And God, we thank you on this Sunday for the faithfulness of Steve and Jennifer and their family. And God, may you challenge our hearts by your mercy and grace to be found faithful. And we'll thank you and praise you for all that you do. While the heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet this morning. I'm going to ask the pianist just to begin to play softly. I want to ask you a question. If you died right now, would you go to heaven or hell? It's just that simple. Now that has nothing to do with your faithfulness. That has to do with your faith trust in the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. He loved you enough to go to that old rugged cross and die and buried rose again. And he says, come unto me. And he's the author and finisher of it. Would you come to Jesus? I want to ask you a question. Children, teenagers, mom and dad, grandpa, nana, if you stepped into eternity today and you saw Jesus, are you faithful? Are you faithful? Are you where God wants you to be? Doing what God wants you to be? Will you be found faithful? If not, he said, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can't go back in your life one second, but from this moment on, by God's grace, we can be faithful. Let's be found faithful. Do you need to be saved? Would you come right now and let someone pray with you? you need to be baptized? We'll talk to you about it. Is there any need at all on your heart today we can help you with? Or right where you stand, do business with God. Do business with God. Life is short. The only guarantee we have is the breath you're taking right now. Let's be faithful. Let's be faithful. I'm going to ask the pianist to play one more verse and that'll be all. If we can help you any way at all, would you come right now?
And all the Lord's people said, Amen. How many of you truly believe, I think maybe Steve already asked us that, how many of you truly believe we're going to see Jesus one day? Amen. Glory to God. It'll be worth it all, won't it? Well, we're going to go get a bite to eat somewhere. Is Sam's hot dog staying open? I'm not sure. We'll get something to eat somewhere. And if you'd like to come back from about 3 o'clock on up to about 5.30, we're going to have open house over in the fellowship hall. Some folk have provided a cake and some light refreshments, just a time of fellowship, kind of an open house situation. You're welcome to be here for that. And then our service tonight at 6 o'clock, our service tonight. Would you be seated just for another minute or two, please? I forgot something, and one of our deacons is going to come. Mark, you come. We have a presentation to make. And so, uh, has it been good to be in the house of the Lord? Say amen. Amen. This is plan B. <laughs> plan, plan A is the handkerchief in my left hand. Uh, the Apostle Paul in the book of Philippines mentions uh, fellow laborers in Christ. And Steve and Jennifer and their family have been. <clears throat> excuse me. Fellow laborers in Christ with us these last 19 years. So uh, Steve and Jennifer and uh, any of your family that's in here, would you all please come forward and join me up here, please? Don't be shy. You were just here and sang. <laughs> no, no rush. Take your time. Gives me a chance to exhale. As I said, fellow laborers in Christ, and these folks are the epitome of that. Um, and thinking about all that they do, the easy way out for me would be to go and say the things they haven't done in the church. And there was only about four things that we could come up with yesterday that they haven't did in the church. But that would be the cheap way of doing things. So I'm going to list all the things that they've done in the church. And I'm sure I probably missed something along the way. It was everything we could think of at the time. And um, to God be the glory for, for all that these folks have done for us in the church and done for the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, we start off with music, the choir, the Easter cantata, the God Bless America musical, the Christmas cantata, the kids' Christmas programs that we used to have, special music, they did solos, duets, group, family, as they did earlier. Instrumentals, they played the harp, the flute, the piano, the trumpet, and the violin. Probably other things. We just, I couldn't remember them all. They do the sound booth and videos that we've seen along the way. They do the website, church website. They do the church phone messages and the bulletin. They do, kids, don't plug your ears here. They do Frankie Fox. <laughs> Hope I didn't give things away there. Vacation Bible School, and that's, if you've ever been to one of their Vacation Bible Schools, just are tremendous. I mean, the things on the stage, the music, just incredible, just incredible. Months of work and all these things. It, it's, it's not something that's thrown together just to check off a list of, yeah, we did this as a church. 
These folks have put their heart and soul into all these things. The teen Sunday school class, the auditorium Sunday school class, Bible Truth Kids, Master Clubs, uh, Sunday morning preaching, Sunday night preaching, weddings, funerals, the nursery, banquets, including the Valentine banquet, the Christmas banquet, soup and sandwich, the fall family, fun family fall festival. I don't think I got that right. Fall family, whatever it is. You know what it is. That's a lot of, lot of, lot of words, yes. The park nativity scene. And um, I'm sure there's many other things. The Lord was waking me up last night and reminding me of this, so I wrote that down and that. So it was a restless night. But anyhow, somehow I, we just feel as, as this thank you is not enough. But that's all we can do here, and we do have a present for you, and uh, we love you and, and wish you well, and God's blessing upon you as he goes forward. We're excited to see what he's going to do for you all as you move forward, and he's going to excited to see what he's going to do here as well, and we just thank you very much. Thank you all very much. <clears throat> you can stay standing. I'm not going to be long. I, I'm glad that box of tissue is up there. Um, we love you all so much. And as Mark said, how could you have the words to say? After 19 years, it's these are deep roots to pull up. But... Um, Aren't you thankful for Jesus and keeping him in the center of our lives is where we all want him. Amen. It's only by God's grace. I appreciate the message this morning. Only by the grace of God that any of us are able to serve God in any way. And God is so good. God is so good to us. I had a couple of things in mind standing there I was going to say to you and I've totally forgotten everything I was going to say. But let me just say this, we love you, we, we appreciate anywhere that God would have us to serve, but what a blessing it has been to be able to serve here at this church for the last 19 years. And uh, we are so excited for what God has in, pl- has in store for our family and for Valley Baptist Church. Let me give you this one example. Mark went through a number of things there and appreciate him doing that. But um, something that I keep meaning to mention is, you know, we turned over that Christmas display, this is just one example, to some of you all this year. And did you know our church won an award for that? Isn't that something? And we never did denounce that, I don't think. Maybe we did somewhere along the way and I forgot. But, um, but it finally got out of Steve and Jennifer Hall's hands, got in somebody else's hands, and we got an award for it. How about that? You know? You know, and that's just, that's just a little example of... Uh, God, he's just going to keep this thing going right forward in every area. We're excited about the future, excited for what God has. If God leads us, he's got a plan. Amen. We trust him. We trust him by his grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your uh, kindness to us. There's no words that could ever say enough. But uh, we look forward to seeing some of you in a little bit. We appreciate the gift. And our family just uh, 
our hearts are going to be here uh, forever, right? We'll, this is a place in our hearts. So we love you. Shall we pray? Close. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy, your grace. Lord, we've talked about your grace a lot this morning. Lord, we thank you for Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that um, you will bless this church. You will keep it. That your face will shine upon it. That, Lord, you'll give peace. That, Lord, this church will go forward as a shining light like never before in this world. Lord, thank you for our family. Use us where you lead us. God, we thank you for these last 19 years. But as Paul said, we look forward. We look in faith to the future. And we're excited for what you're going to do. Lord, we love you above all things. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You are dismissed.